Hi, Heather, how are you? Anna, I'm very well. I can't believe it was a year ago we last spoke about the Brits' relationship with money. I I remember, I was just going to say, I remember, I can't believe it was that a year ago. It was a year ago. (laughs) But by the sound of it, Brits are now putting that money saved to good use in looking for quirky properties. Yeah, so just to pick up on that, absolutely. So we spoke a year ago about how how much Brits are managing to to save and put aside. And you're absolutely right that now us Brits are starting to look at sinking that money into property. Now, you know anyway, as a very, very experienced estate agent, you know property inside out. There's a move away from all of that minimalism that everybody's been looking at over the last few years in terms of modern houses, glass, roof spaces, all this kind of stuff, and moving into absolute maximalism. So everybody is wanting theatre now, and they're wanting big, bright, bold, theatrical spaces as a reflection of their personality. And I think that makes sense in terms of having come out of a really dim period of history. We're now wanting to be big and bright and expressive. So that's where the money's going. You're quite right. We all need something to smile about, don't we? And when you see something that's a little bit quirky and, as you say, puts a little bit of your personality into it, it does make us feel as though we're individuals again rather than just following the crowd. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, we've had two years of confusion and, you know, being told what to do. And one minute we're locked down, the next minute you're allowed to go for a walk, but you're not entirely sure who with. And, you know, it's been a case of being lemmings and having to follow the crowd, understandably, we've been in a pandemic. So now we are bursting forth into spring. We're not having to test anymore. We're not having to isolate anymore, necessarily. So yes, we're all looking forward to a brighter future and being able to express ourselves. I've been working very closely with Talk Talk and having just done changing rooms where I've been working with Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen and looking at the nation's houses. The research that's come out from Talk Talk recently has really, really tickled me because they have discovered that 58%, so think about it, that, that's the majority actually, you know, of our nation, are now looking for non-traditional homes. They're looking for quirky. And 38% of people say, are saying the reason that, that they're doing that is because they want to stand out from their neighbour. They don't want to fit in. But there's some interesting tension going on as well, because it turns out that 37% of people in this survey have said that the most important thing to them when they move, and again, you'll know about this as, as somebody that knows property, is people want connectivity. Now more than ever, their Wi-Fi and their supplier is absolutely crucial to them, because we know as broadcasters, it's been a nightmare over the last couple of years, working from home, trying to connect or do a live show, and then your Wi-Fi cuts out. So people are now saying it is absolutely crucial that they are covered and they have really good Wi-Fi. Have you discovered that as well? Yes, I have actually. And I think the point is, because our lifestyles have changed so much, and of course, a lot of people are still looking at continuing this hybrid working from home and sometimes working from the office, the last thing you want is bad connectivity and all your colleagues trying to get in contact with you and you can't get online. So I do understand that. But that broadband is sort of something that's hidden, but you expect it to be efficient and for it to work. So 
I find it really interesting that people are looking for the quirkiness of their homes. We've all seen property programs about water towers, you know, refurbishing castles, maybe industrial buildings, etc. Barns have obviously for a long time been something that, oh, I'm converting a barn. How exciting. But when you think of all the other buildings that you can convert, what sort of things are you seeing, Anna, in terms of quirkiness? I think really it's more about um, expression of self. So even if people aren't necessarily going for the actual structure, although, you know, that, that is the case. So a friend of mine, for example, lives in, in, in a converted, uh, a small converted castle. Uh, I've got other friends that are living in, as you say, utilities places such as a former, uh, you know, sort of water water factory or also I've got a friend that lives in a water mill so we are seeing people look at seeking out more unusual spaces but even if you're not looking at the bricks and mortar it's about expressing yourself and being quirky within your home so for example I've just got a, a, a bog standard flat down in down in London but inside it's an absolute expression of who I am. So we're now looking at theatrical spaces. Think Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Think feathers. Think bold, bright colours. Mm. Think family heirlooms. People are now absolutely looking at wanting to express who they are after having just come out of a very, very dark period of history, really. So where do we start this revamping our conventional spaces? Well, I, I do have a few tips up my sleeve. and I, I thought you might. <laughs> I, I, I'd be interested to hear from you as well, because you are, you are an absolute expert in, in this area as well. But I'm very conscious, um, you know, you and I talked a year ago about money. I'm very conscious of people not having to overspend and being thrifty. So I'd say the first tip, would be you can be quirky without having to spend a fortune. So think about upcycling. Think about skip diving. Go to your local dump. Have a look at what items of furniture people are leaving that you can repurpose. So repurpose, reuse, be unique. A good friend of mine, and I thought this was an absolutely brilliant idea, had turned her father's leather suitcase into a speaker and she has it in the corner of her living room so that rather than having sort of big, ugly black speakers, she's got this amazing vintage leather suitcase with all its world stickers all over that's, that's a speaker. And that is so clever, which leads me on to my second tip, which is use the internet for inspiration. Look at YouTube, look at Pinterest, look at those ways that you can very easily upcycle and do things yourself. You don't have to spend a fortune. One of the things that I'm into at the moment is collecting frames, really interesting picture frames, and grouping them in a clever way. So it's less about the art now. It's more about the frame, which I think is is absolutely fascinating. So getting those very ornate frames and mixing them up rather than becoming obsessed with the picture. So I'd say that tip number three, as we've discussed, is the bolder, the better. Use colour, be big, be bold. Think theatre, think the West End, think showgirls, get everything out. I want feathers. I want taxidermy. I want <laughs> I want everything. So <laughs> I'm not so sure about the taxidermy, <laughs> but I love the feathers. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But I mean, that, that kind of leads me actually onto tip number four, which is use your own lived experience. So for example, I was um, shooting with Talk Talk in, in an amazing home a couple of weeks ago in London where the owner's 
had used a lot of taxidermy in their home. And now it might not be, you know, it's not for everybody. But what's interesting is that they'd done a lot of world traveling. So for them, it was an expression of their world travels and going on safari and all this kind of thing. But use your lived experience. Think about those legacy pieces as well that have been handed down to us from from uh, from generations in the in the past. So for example, I've got my grandfather's opera glasses, which are very, very beautiful and ornate and mother of pearl and rubies and everything. When he gave them to me in my 20s, I was a bit like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm never going to go to the opera. Now that I'm older, I really cherish them and I've got them on display because it, it represents who I am and who we are as a family. So use your lived experiences and the legacy pieces. And then finally, we've been talking about it. If you want to be able to use your home as a flexible space, which we all are, and crucially, if you want to go on and be able to sell it, then make sure you've got excellent connectivity. Make sure that you've invested in a really, really good broadband provider and that you've got your home covered regardless of how quirky it is. This is typical of us Brits, isn't it? You know, we we go through all these stages of, as you say, decluttering, and then we regret sometimes what we throw away because there's a lot more people recycling, as you said, and reusing and actually understanding the value of some of the items that we've had in our properties for a long, long time. I think, you know, this is a great time to be thinking about this and the quirkiness. My only issue comes to when we go to sell our properties, how on earth are buyers going to think about when they come into a property with perhaps loads of feathers, taxidermy, etc.? Do we then go down the decluttering route <laughs> or do we actually put? I think it's great to put our personalities across because usually buyers they very much are like ourselves, aren't they? That's why we choose a particular property. Did you, you're, did you know what? I think this is really interesting. There's a difference between taste and tat, isn't yes, there? Yes, So I, I think you're right that the whole sort of Marie Kondo thing of, of, of going, look, declutter, if you don't love it, then let it go, I think is a really good philosophy to live by. But then we're moving into be tasteful with what you're displaying. So if you think about it, if we're talking about your home as theatre and a reflection of who you and your family are, then it's about being tasteful. It's about inviting somebody into your space. So imagine going into the West End and looking at that stage and that theatre set in front of you. There's something magical and very well thought out about it. So it's not about tact. It's about tastefully well-placed and group together things, but in a maximalist way. Oh, absolutely. But I think your point about broadband and obviously meeting the needs of all members of a family. So nowadays, you don't just have one point where you used to say, can you get off the computer now? I want to use it. We're now looking at various rooms, all with points for computers, for phones, for this, that and the other. And actually, that can be done fairly simply now, can't it? Oh, 100%. And again, this is, this is why I was uh, intrigued by uh, TalkTalk's new offering, which is Future Fibre 900, because it can cover, believe it or not, it can cover up to 75 different devices. Oh, and my we, goodness. <laughs> I telling me about this, I thought, really? But then I thought about it. I thought, well, I mean, look, no one's going to have 75 devices necessarily. But if you think about how you use your home, if you've got a large family or you've got maybe office workers that come into your home to work with you, think about we're using the TV, we're using our laptops, we're using our screens, the kids are on their phones. 
We're using our homes in different ways. And you need to have that breadth of coverage as well. So again, Talk Talk can cover up to 4,000 square meters of home. So gone are the days where, like me, you'd wander down the garden to your shepherd's hut to try and do a bit of work. And then you're sitting there going, oh, I can't get Wi-Fi. <laughs> Now, you know, you, you absolutely can. So there's no excuse, really, for not being connected. We're in 2022. We've come through a pandemic. We're using our homes in a flexible way. You need to be covered. Now, Anna, where can we get more details about Talk Talk's new Future Fibre 900? Is there a website somewhere that we can go to? Absolutely. So if, if, if listeners go to the TalkTalk Talk website, which is talktalk.co.uk, there's also a postcode tracker in there where people can check whether the uh, Future Fibre 900 is available in their area. Uh, so just head down to talktalk.co.uk and all the information is there. Well, that's brilliant. And just my last comment, of course, a lot of purchasers now want to know the up and down speeds of broadband in properties that they're looking to buy. So I think you've covered everything in that in, in our chat today, Anna. Thank you so much for joining me on Let's Talk Property. Thank you, Heather. And hopefully I'll speak to you before another year is up. <laughs> Let's try, shall we? Thank you so much.